the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Show dedicated to getting you to retirement. Gave a big stock tip yesterday because I know people like stock tips. This one was a little on the boring dry side, something you could probably hold for many, many years called Boeing. It's all about flying higher and higher, but sometimes it's about having a business that doesn't have a lot of competition. Now, again, in the world of trade wars and steel imports and exports and things like that, never going to be smooth and easy and, you know, a no-brainer. Always going to take a little bit of work to put this stuff together. So let's talk a little bit about the stock market. Let's talk about investing. Let's talk about headlines and how they're going to affect the news. We are now pushing towards December, the 12th month of the year. Have you maxed out your 401k? Do it now if you haven't. Have you done a little tax planning? Do it now if you haven't. And then enjoy the holidays because you're on this planet for maybe 80 of them. And that's it. And they go by fast. The rally that we got yesterday left a little to imagination on how the markets perceived Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, Jay as the president calls him, Alt-J, two skinny J's, or Jay Powell. Jay Powell is the winner. Ding, 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 ding. Um, so Jerome Powell talked to the Economic Club in New York, and Wall Street loved it. The stock market clearly heard the Fed say interest rates remain just below the broad range of estimates of the level that would be neutral for the economy. So it looks like one more rise. Just below sounds like one more rate increase. Will it be in December? That's the expectation. It's not a promise, but it is a reminder that the Fed is not preset on what we think they are. Remember, we heard something like four rate increases this year, three next year. The longer run range of the Fed fund rates somewhere between two and a half and three and a half percent. The current is between two and two and a quarter. So we're pretty close. There's still a good bit of rate hike scope. The Fed has done a good job of, of doing this, whether we wanted them to or not, whether it's hurt the economy or not. They now have ammo during the next downturn to lower rates. Not much, because they haven't raised them that much. Historically, we're still pretty good. Still pretty low. How low can you go? Limbo low. Oh, your beautiful wife wants to limbo. Oh, she's so beautiful. Do you tell her every day? Because I'll tell her every day. Limbo low. So how low can you go? That's a big question. We don't have a lot of room. Now, there is the other side of what's pushing the markets right now. If it's not interest rates and talk of when they're going to stop, it's Federal. Re- it's not Federal Reserve. I got my own story wrong. It's China. President Xi. On Saturday, President Trump and President Xi are going to meet at the G20 summit. Man, I hope this goes better than his last trip to Europe, right? Where he blew off Veterans Day and he blew off 
he didn't necessarily blow off. He said the Secret Service wouldn't allow plans to be changed due to rain. But it looked like he blew it off to the world, right? Will President Trump be emboiled in a hardline stance with President Xi of China? Or will there be a conciliatory tone that ignites a year-end rally? Tune in Monday to find out on how the stock market turns. We got to wait till Monday because they're going to meet on Saturday. And uh, everyone's going to be looking to, you know, Trump do one of his signature handshakes. Did, you know, was there, uh, let's work this out. What was it? His trade policy is kind of backfiring a little bit in the sense that it's hurting the farmers of the United States of America. United States of America. So the question is, what, what will the president tweet? What will he tweet? Now, he's tweeting right now things like, oh, billions of dollars are pouring in the coffers of the United States of tariffs being charged to China. And it's not so much so. We still are importing a lot of their stuff. Auto imports from China, of course, are pretty negligible. Yet the reported tariff aim right in front of the G20 meeting is not. So we're talking about uh, 40% tariffs on Chinese auto imports. But we're not really buying a lot of Chinese-made cars. So you might as well get a 99.99% on that if you want to be a wackadoodle. Will there be... Be any other factors that determine the market in the last four weeks of the year other than China and um, interest rates? Of course there will. But those are the two headline ones. And it's almost like you're reading a newspaper. Well, let's take a look at the front page and then let's skip to the funnies, the comics, the cartoons, whatever you want to call them. You know one that I never understood was Family Circus. That was a cartoon that made me sad. A comic strip that made me sad. It was just a very sad family. And, you know, the kid, you know, he had a speech impediment. So instead of saying spaghetti, he said skeddy. I like skeddy. And he'd always end up with skeddy on his head. I'm just like, give the kid some speech lessons. Come on. In this day and age, that's child abuse. Anyhow, I'm digressing. Personal income increased one half of 1% in October. Yay, we're making more money. While spending jumped six-tenths. Uh-oh, we're spending as much as we're making. A decent chunk of the spending was increased spending for household on electricity and gas. I.e., it got cold out here. Baby, it's cold outside. Another Christmas song I hate. I once did a show called The 100 Things That I Hate. And I honestly think I've got like a good 300 stacked up if I want to do a whole week of shows that I hate. But yes, I hate Baby It's Cold Outside. And yes, I hate Christmas duets. And yes, I still watch Frosty the Snowman every single year. And I I feel bad for the magician. Give the guy a job. He was a pretty good magician. I I wish I knew how Oh, you're killing me. So maybe over Christmas, when you're having a little eggnog latte, and that song comes on, you tell your significant other, you tell your significant other, Rob Black hates that song, and she goes, who's Rob Black? And if she knows who I am, 
then you may need to question your spouse a little further. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's Thursday, and it's cold outside. Initial claims for the week ending November 24th increased 10,000 to 234,000. That's still a great number. It's a great number. We're employed, and that's one of the reasons you stay invested and wait for a year-end market rally or something like that. So where are we in the trends? We're pretty good right now, in my opinion. Very tame inflation ratings. Well-employed. We got the Fed on our mind. We got Donald Trump and China on our mind. Uh, Cohen got charged with lying to Congress today, or he admitted to it, or something along those lines. Trying not to get too political. You know one thing I do love? Things that I love and things that I hate. I hate baby it's cold outside. I love the smell of fresh money. Does that make me a bad person? Anyhow, when I grew up, I thought making sixty to $80,000 was a lot of money. I don't think that anymore, especially with retirement right around the corner. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. There's some great downloadables, and I'm working on some new ones for newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Little Florence and the Machine, English indie band, came out of London in 2007. Probably the best-looking Florence on the planet. Florence, you're probably cursed with not good looks. But she's a good-looking Florence. My mom's name is Eunice. I think she's the best-looking Eunice on the planet, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I don't have a lot to say about Florence and the Machine. Other than their headlining, uh, Not So Silent Night, uh, local uh, FM music station's annual Christmas show where they put four or five bands together. Last year was epic. Um, they had a couple kind of misses that, you know, do two or three songs to warm up the, the arena. But last year they had Weezer and the Killers oh as my, the two my, closing my. acts. Who closes that one? Who closes? Who's the headline? It was the Killers. But Weezer was all that in a bucket of chicken. And I'm talking about a bucket of KFC chicken. I'm not talking about just a bucket of chicken. Not church's fried chicken. Chicken, chicken. The real chicken. KFC, the colonel. It is kind of sad that on Veterans Day, my dad fought in Vietnam, did two tours, and Trump didn't say anything about Vietnam. But he did honor the colonel, KFC, and gave him a posthumous uh, Lifetime Achievement Award for his service as a colonel in the war against chickens. Because he didn't know there's a war against chickens. So elsewhere out there, but that's Florence and the Machine. She told a really funny story about touring with Oasis, where like her dad was driving her van, and they're in this like bus, and they're having you know uh, inappropriate alcohol, drugs, and sex, and everything kind of thing. And she's like, "Yeah, my dad was driving our van, and behind them, <laughs> they were kind of cool." But hey, you got to start somewhere, right? Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. I hate Christmas trees. Things that Rob Black hates tied towards Christmas. I hate Baby It's Cold Outside, and I hate Christmas trees. There's a national Christmas tree shortage this year. There's an increase in price of firs, spruces, and pines. I say don't do it. I say get a nice set of, uh, get a shrub. Get something that you could replant. 
Why spend sixty to one hundred and fifty dollars? There's six hundred ninety nine licensed growers in two thousand ten in Oregon, and that number's dropped to three hundred ninety two. So the number of suppliers has dropped not in half, but close. And this is a problem because Oregon gets a lot of rain. And I never, here's my advice, never buy a, a Christmas tree from a tree grown in California. You'll bring it home December 14th. You'll decorate it. The kids will go, ah, oh, love it, Dad. I love it. Can I put the angel on top? And I'll go, no. I want the angel on top. And I'll fight with my kids about who gets to put the angel on top. And I win because I'm bigger than them. But the truth be told, it's too expensive. And it, it's a bad, bad thing. Wildfires and hurricanes have contributed to the decrease in supply. Replenishment uh, takes time since most trees need up to 10 years. There was a big financial crisis in 2008, i.e. 10 years ago. And people, you know, they didn't, they didn't enjoy Christmas. So people weren't feeling festive. It was the worst Christmas ever. Except for the time that I stepped in dog poop as I was rushing to open presents and my dad yelled at me. That was the worst Christmas ever. But neither here nor there. That was my dog, Duchess. Duchess the dog. I know you're saying Duchess. We had a dog named Ladybird. We had a dog named Duchess. I've had a dog named Maisie the Wonder Dog. And now I got zero one one zero zero one one zero. I know. I named my dog in binary code. Uh huh. So larger retailers are less impacted because of shortage because they buy a variety of trees in large volume. But the mom and pops, um, and there used to be mom and pops, you know, would pop up in empty land on the, the peninsula. And now there's no more empty land. It's all been sold to developers to develop the hell out of it. So Christmas trees are going up in price. How does that make you feel? Good question, right? Um, another thing to be on alert for. Alert! Alert! Pending home sales dropped 2.6% in October. That's 10 straight months. So every Christmas I try to help the homeless. I try to help the poor. I try to help the needy. And every year I try to come up with a new concept of who do I give money to or who do I help or who do I mentor or what have you. And this year I'm going to do it with real estate agents. Because pending home sales have dropped for 10 straight months. And trust me, the realtors are hurting. Expectations for a stronger housing market in October fall short. Pending home sales, a measure of signed contracts to buy existing homes, fell 2.6%. Sales were down a steeper 6.7% compared with October of 2017. So that this report follows a report on sales of newly built homes in October, which also measured signed contracts. They fell 12%. So the recent rise in mortgage rates and the lack of wage appreciation competing with home appreciation has made things a mess. It's a mess, I tell you. It's a mess. That's my Donald a Trump. Mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. Thank you, Donald, for chiming in. Average rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage is now about a full percentage point higher than it was a year ago. Home sales today are at the level they were in 2000, but interest rates are still lower than that they were then, which is interesting to note, right? Because even in the Wayback Machine, you'd say, I don't want to go back to 2000 and buy a real estate. But interest rates were higher, and one of the things I said in the story already is that mortgage rates are higher this year than they were last year, but they're still lower than they were in 2000. Say 2000, zero, zero, party over. I saw Prince once. Tiny. He's tiny. He's a little elf of a man, or was a little elf of a man. 
I've never seen. No, no, no. I've actually seen Prince twice. Weird. So I once went in Washington D.C. and I've told this story before, but I'll tell it one more time for those of you who are new listeners. So I take my sister because this is two. This is nineteen ninety probably, and um, Prince is doing it. He's got the new album out, the one that has all seven men will watch them fall. Um, so I see Prince, and I see him at the Warner Theater in Washington, D.C., and Prince was clearly an act that a lot of African Americans appreciated more than Caucasians. I think me, my sister, and my girlfriend were the only Caucasians in the whole Warner Theater. So I sit down, and there's seven empty seats to my left. We're dancing, we're enjoying it. He does his new music first, and then he ends with his old music. Like, this kind of stuff, the good stuff. And halfway through the show, Jesse Jackson comes and sits right next to me. Jesse Jackson, senator, or whatever he was. I don't even know what he was. Wow, wow, wow. And I said, I, he's dancing, kind of like me, very Caucasian-like, with his teeth sticking out. And um, dipping his hips and moving his arms left to right. And I said, Jesse, I loved you when you played for the Yankees. And they would go, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. And he looked at me like I was a stupid Caucasian person who tried to make a joke that wasn't funny. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Life expectancy in the United States dropped yet again as drug overdose deaths continue to climb. How many people in America do you think died of drug overdoses last year? Give you just a second to think about it. How many Americans overdosed on drugs? It's enough to change life expectancy. That tells you something, right? 70,000 Americans overdosed on drugs last year. Suicides are on the rise. You know, suicide's an interesting topic for me. For some reason, I'm drawn to it. And I don't know if I'm telling you something like, you know, I need help or something. There was an article yesterday in the USA Today about a woman who's finally found hope again after her mother committed suicide. It's an amazing read, and it's something I highly recommend if you have adult children or something like that you you share the article with. It's a good life lesson. Her mother didn't realize that her stepfather was sexually abusing the author of the I Found Hope Again after my mother's suicide article in USA Today yesterday. It's an amazing article because it's, it's probably, I want to say 14 pages. It, it, it's long. And um, it deals with her mother going to the Grand Canyon and her going to the Grand Canyon. And like, I wonder if she jumped over this fence. I wonder if she bothered paying for the bus ride. I wonder if she locked her car. It has a lot of questions that, you know, you obviously leave people with when you commit suicide. It's an amazing read. And if you want to email me and you can't find it, I'll, I'll send you a link to it. Um, I copied it and uh, I put it into my reread file, which I have, and I think is a pretty great thing that people use because um, there's things that I want to stick with. There was a one-on-one many years ago in uh, Adam Lands. I went into Newton Elementary School and shot up a kindergarten and first grade class. I had a kid in kindergarten and I saved the article and uh, it just, it, it rocked me. It very much so upset me. And there was uh, one of the kids left a note to his friend as I'll see you, you know, I'm going to miss playing with you, but I'll see you in heaven one day. And I was like, I bawled. So, because kids deserve better, right? 
But the drug overdose rate rose 9.6% year over year. Suicides climbed 3.7%. As a result, the average lifespan in America dropped one-tenth of a percent. It dropped to 78.6 years versus 78.7. Now, there's an opioid crisis in the United States, so that's something to be not acknowledged of. I had a friend who was massively obese, and uh, he did the lap band surgery and lost a lot of weight, got a divorce, then basically went into depression and overdosed on opioids. So I, I know this is kind of true, right? I have one, but 70,000 people overdosed on drugs last year. That's freaky to me. The last time we had a drop in the life expectancy rate in the United States was in the 1980s in the HIV AIDS epidemic. Did you know that Canadians live on average three times longer, three years longer than Americans? Not three times as long. And in Japan, they've got the longest life expectancy at almost 84. There's something to be said for that. Anyhow, you won't need long-term care if you commit suicide. You won't need long-term care if you die early. You need long-term care if you live a little bit too long and you can no longer take care of yourself or you don't have a spouse to help you. Let's talk to CFP Chad Burton a little bit about long-term care issues. Joining me now. CFP Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com, host of a radio show you can find and get the podcast at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, my mother is in long-term care. That's the good news. The bad news is we didn't buy her long-term care when she was 45 or 55, so we're paying out of our pocket for it, and it's expensive um, to the point that it's, it's a financial drain. I would imagine you see a lot of that. And I've heard like the industry's rapidly changing. Give us an update on long-term care. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, to see a lot of it, yes, because, you know, when I first got into the business in the early 90s, working with my grandfather uh, in his 60s, most of his clients were older and we were having to learn how to plan for people to go into a nursing home. And still, even today, most people have not bought long-term care insurance so when you get a couple in that can't really afford it, there's certain things you have to do to protect the spouse at home from going into poverty. Okay. So if somebody's in that situation, you need to make sure, you know, assuming email, you need an elder law attorney, a financial advisor, and there's ways to protect assets for the well spouse, not for your heirs, but for your well spouse at home so they don't go into poverty too. But everybody else needs to kind of plan for it. And the old days of buying long-term care insurance have drastically changed. Women are highly rated, pay more than men because they tend to live longer and go into a nursing home. Men tend to just die. Um, Happened to my family. And and it was drastically underpriced. I mean, in terms of insurance, it's not hundreds of years of risk analysis. It's, you know, 30, 40 years and they drastically underpriced the product. And so now people are getting letters we're going to double your rates. We're going to do a 50% increase. So you can either keep the same coverage or reduce it. And if you want to pay the same, we've had several companies just get out of the business altogether and sell their policies. Um, and so it's, it's something that you need to look at. My, my favorite way to look at it now is if these people bought these old cash value life insurance policies, Rob, yep. you know, maybe they're parents purchased them one or they had a buddy that went to work and and got them to invest in this thing and they thought it would be a great investment now it's like you know here's here's a two hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy i've had for 20 years it's got sixty thousand of cash value in it i'm never going to use it sometimes you can do it what's called a 1035 exchange from that into the new style of long-term care life insurance hybrids where you can get way more life insurance and have the ability to use that death benefit while you're alive if you go into a long-term care facility. So that part of the industry is really growing up as the other normal long-term care insurance policies have kind of died. 
good stuff. And a lot of people don't understand how expensive long-term care is. I'll give you an update. It costs my mom about $95,000 a year. They cook for her. They do her laundry. They give her medication. They take her on little field trips. But she's in a one-bedroom, teeny-tiny little apartment. It's not luxurious, but it's $100,000 a year almost. In after-tax earnings, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's costly, and uh, it's a problem. It is. You know, and, and with medical expenses the way they work, too, a lot of people need to plan accordingly when you go in and pay for that. In order to really deduct all your medical expenses, maybe you should be drawing every single ounce of the cost of that long-term care out of an IRA so you can actually get the deduction on the medical expenses to offset the taxes on the IRA. So there's certain things you got to do. Now, you sh- when you're 55, you still look at the cost of long-term care okay. insurance. Look at that's one of the very few group plans you should look at through your employer um, because they're, the pricing actually tends to be better. Yeah. And so see if it's available during open enrollment with your employer. Um, and if you don't buy it or you can't afford it, you know, what's your plan B and communicate with your family what the plan B is. Is it a reverse mortgage? Is it selling your home? What is it? And, and make it clear even within your estate planning documents. Is it living with your kids? You know, that's, that could have happened to us and uh, we're just spending on our assets. It's, it's, it's surreal I'm about to say this. One of the best things my dad did was he died instantly. He didn't need a lot of long-term care. He didn't drain his retirement. That all went to my mom. And that's, that's a humiliating thing to say of they, they didn't plan well enough. So if he didn't die when he was 58, they wouldn't have no assets is my assumption if he retired and started draining them with her. And what you just said, it's very important for those people that have term insurance that is set to expire or yeah. go drastically up in value before you let that happen. A very detailed physical because we recently had a case where somebody, we got him go. I think you should pay another year of this in term insurance. Right. And he was basically just given six months to live. <laughs> so without that, his wife would have been in trouble. Wow. And you know, he's going to be gone probably in six months. Wow. Um, real quick question. Do you have a list of long-term care providers? And what's too old for getting long-term care? Because my neighbor's 70, and she, and she was looking into it. I, I just kept my mouth shut because she was mm-hmm. convinced of it. But I was like, I think that's going to be too expensive. It's probably going to be too expensive at that point. Um, there's, I mean, some of the main life insurance companies are the only ones that are doing it anymore. Okay. Um, so the list of good ones is maybe three or four, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, we don't sell insurance, but if, if you need a referral to look at it, then let me know. I can shoot you in the right direction. But uh, the list is quite small. And then people that are older, uh, they might be better off putting their cash in one of those hybrid policies. Um, to get a little interest, but also have death benefit that you can use early for the long-term care. Financial planner, CFP, Chad Burton. Super important to think about this before it's too late. That's where the planning comes into the certified financial planner. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You can see him at an event coming up. You can always go to his website and get some downloads and listen to his podcast. Um, It's super important that you educate yourself, and Chad's doing a great job of it. Find him at newfocusfinancial.com. Stocks opened a touch lower today, but we don't really care why they open. We care how they close. It gives us more of a feeling on the day. Um, the motion-driven open, amateur hour, the last 30, 45 minutes of trading amateur hour. You kind of want to get into the, the grit of the market during the midday. Um, I don't really care about day-to-day. I don't. It's not great companies don't necessarily need to be repriced day-to-day. But I get it. I get it. 
10-year Treasury sits at 3.01%. That's cooled off. McDonald's is rising today. If you were to ask me, name one stock you would own if you thought the U.S. economy was going to go to poop for the next 10, 15 years, it would probably be McDonald's. Um, it's kind of a joke, you know, uh, of a restaurant. The food's not great, but it's cheap. And they've been remodeling. They've been trying to, you know, make the experience a little bit better. Um, when you have young, young kids having a McDonald's playground to stop at to get some energy out on long road trips, it's better than the nuggets. Let me tell you that. So McDonald's, I think, is benefiting from a weaker economy, and they do well in a good economy, too. That's your second stock tip in two days. I'm Rob Black, doing a little abacab. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So I got an email from a grandmother. You've got mail. Who wants, who has $10,000 that she wants to invest for her granddaughter. I'm like, coolest grandmother ever, right? She goes, I want to get ExxonMobil. I'm like, oh. Grandma, you're living in your age. There's something called electric cars now. Be careful. Not saying we're going to say no more to oil, but I don't know if that's the best investment for a granddaughter. Um, I'd rather you do like a Wilshire 3000, but here was her second question. She wants to invest 5000 in Exxon. And I guess potentially 5000 in a company called Cannabio. Keno Bio deal. I'm like, I think, I think I know what that is. I think that's weed. Canna Bio is a naturally occurring cannabinoid, a constituent of cannabis. It was discovered in 1940, initially thought not to be pharmaceutically active. And I'm like, what sort of grandmother is getting her granddaughter a weed investment? And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Or is that kind of crazy? And there's a lot of health benefits that people believe in cannabio deal. Um, it's on the rise. It's a trend. I get it. Why not get your granddaughter something like Mattel and Barbie or Disney and uh, the princesses, the princess eyes, the princess X's, the princesses, but to each their own. I probably wouldn't go with either of these two stocks. I think Exxon's too boring. And I don't know anything about cannabio-deal. Uh, I must have to be high to say it correctly, right? Cannabio-deal. You got it. Well, I'm super high. I'm high as a kite. In my high school, we did so much marijuana when you would walk down the hall and say hi to someone. It was more of a question than, you know, a, a greeting. That right? is not appropriate behavior, okay? Yeah, I was too afraid to uh, do drugs or alcohol. I had a tough dad. So, but after he died, <laughs> let me just say, I've got a policy where my kids can't do marijuana or beer or whiskey until after they finish their dinner. That's right, Jack. So, as a grandmother, I, I applaud her, but maybe you're thinking too hard about this one. Uh, maybe just go with a good index or something boring. Not like ExxonMobil, because oil's a problem. But maybe something boring like McDonald's or Boeing or Disney. You know, Disney's got a pay-per-view thing that's going to try to rival Netflix coming out next year. And no one knows where it goes in the short term. But in the long term, I'm pretty sure Disney's going to be around. Would I buy Mattel? No. Because Mattel's being edged out by iPads and, and phones. 
Just my opinion. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. So McDonald's got an upgrade today, citing their remodeling. A company called PPG um, is moving higher on an activist invest activist investor Trion. Intel was cut today by an analyst. Semiconductor stocks are down about ten percent in the fourth quarter. I like pullbacks. I cannot lie. Ten uh, percent's cheaper than buying it. At, you know, all time high. Ten percent off sounds good to me. I like discounts to the point that. I, I use my credit cards to discount anything I buy. Whether it's 2% cash back or 5% on gas or groceries, I, I have no problem with any of that. I pay my credit cards every month, though. I'm good about that. Oil futures dipped below $50 a barrel yesterday. They remain down by about a third since the start of the fourth quarter. So oil's down a third. It's in bear market. Who knew? Oil's decline is preceded by stories about OPEC cutting output. Interesting times. Interesting times, to say the least, for Mother Earth. The world uses about 100 million barrels a day. So the decline saves Earth very roughly about 1 trillion annually. The decline in oil saves us about 1 trillion annually. Wow. We'll take it. Right? We'll take it. Uh, We're not above that. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Little modest pullback. Qualcomm's a little bit higher. The chairman is still thinking about taking the company private. Dollar Tree has guided earnings and revenues below expectations. Wow. Dollar Trees and Dollar Generals and Dollar Stores all should do well in a weaker economy, right? As people try to stretch their spending. Amber Crombie and Fitch up 18% after the retailer beat earnings expectations. I'll be honest with you. I could care less about Abercrombie and Fetch. I only have so much space in my brain for so many stocks, and I can't do it all, right? I could tell you all about Australia's new home sales, but you'd be like, why do I care? I tell you about Japan's retail sales, up 3.5% year over year, and you'd say, why do I care? New Zealand's business confidence, lower. Like, there's a lot going on, and it's something I, I truly love about the stock market, Yeti Holdings. What does Yeti make? Yeti makes the coolers that everyone tries to steal. They're super expensive coolers that'll keep like a bag of ice frozen for a week. So if you like to camp or you like to road trip, it's pretty awesome. But they're expensive. They're premium. Premium's not a bad way to learn to invest because they have a lot of margin wiggle room. And if you're not going to go for that and you're going to say, let's go with skinny margins, you go with something like a McDonald's because they're all about volume, 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 not necessarily about quality. A lot of ways of approaching investing. No. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.